on the path of the divine in this audio series we will learn about experiences of some of the brahmacharis and sanyasis from the isha foundation this audio series on the path of the divine is my offering to my beloved guru and our beloved brahmacharis and sanyasis i bow down to all of them in a heartfelt sharing that is sure to reverberate with any spiritual seeker swami patanga shares his experience of meeting sadguru and how that unfolded a remarkable spiritual path of thunderstorms flowering and poetry as a teenager i was so stepped in i already know or i am always right before i began the quest for a more successful and joyful life though i didn't see it as a spiritual journey at that time the thirst to become a better human being was already blazing within me even when i was in 11th standard i was very clear about two things that i wanted to happen in my life first I wanted to get into some secure business. Secondly, I had a strong desire to reach out to people. However, I was clueless about what is it that I want to offer to people. I was timid in school, but when I joined college, I felt I found my wings. I was involved in multiple extracurricular activities, cricketers and had plenty of friends around me. One day a friend forced me to join a workshop entitled Achieving Results and Nurturing Relationships. The workshop shook me and made me look at myself in a more profound way. I soon started volunteering for the organization and began getting trained to lead the workshops. In 1994, a year after graduating from college, I started a computer training company in partnership with a friend and later expanded this business in parallel driven by my urge to reach out to others i started a news magazine where we shared positive inspiring news around us we also had workshops and symposiums on the human within you which had a positive impact on people and deepened my exposure to life in many ways but left me in dangerous state of only i know Enjoying the same feeling of largeness within me in 1996 I walked into the 13 day Isha yoga program and also walked out of it gathering some lessons but recognizing its profoundness that was all I didn't keep up the practices a year and a half later a moment of shift came silently out of the blue I started the 40 day mandala of the Shakti Chalana Kriya and shunya meditation twice a day and completed it i don't know what happened within me in those 40 days a thunderstorm a cyclone or a tsunami somewhere i got drawn into the current called sadguru in many ways from that time onwards my life has no longer been in my hands within these 40 days i closed down my business i did the isha yoga teacher training and was active in organizing the isha classes in chennai 
I also had the fortune to go with Sadhguru to Kadapa for the Dhyanlinga consecration preparation and went out for the Dhyan Yatra also. During the Dhyan Yatra on Sadhguru's birthday, September 3, 1998, I mustered the courage to give him a small gift together with a small bit of poetry. The gift was a keychain with a Buddha inscription and the poetry was On your birthday what can i give you what can i give you except tears of love and gratitude i heard sadguru used the keychain for his car for some time during this time i had two appointments with sadguru first as a confused person who poured out his scattered emotions not been able to leave aside his worldly attachments yet wanting to come full time to isha and be with sadguru the message sadguru gave me was when you can be nowhere else but in isha then come the second time when i met him i offered an immaculate fully blooming single flower at his feet and with tears welling up in my eyes i urged him i just want to come to isha totally After discussing a few practical concerns Sadhguru asked me to come to Isha full time by December 1998 Though I had closed my business I still had large debts to repay I had no job but I was in a frenzy to come to the ashram in December which was just 3 to 4 months away I did all kind of things from begging to selling to freelancing and trading to asking for loan waivers anything that could get me back home to Isha by December 1998 I was in the ashram I was one of the privileged residents who had the fortune to be inside the dome for the dhyana linga consecration we sat facing the wall i had no clue about what was happening yet everything felt so mystical in those days mystical happening seemed ordinary from getting into deep states of meditation while sitting in front of the dhyanlinga stone to seeing sadguru in two places at the same time one day when i came out of the triangular block heading towards the dhyanlinga i saw sadguru entering the shunya cottage but when i reached the northern gate of dhyanlinga i saw him entering the dome too from that gate what how come he is here too i thought I knew it was possible for Sadhguru to reach there ahead of me. I wondered for a moment, must be some consecration work. I simply thought and moved on. To a logical mind, it may seem like hallucination, but for us, such experiences were not uncommon those days. Another time, I remember during the Samima program, I couldn't stop chanting Om Namah Shivaya until the last day. So in the last day before the closing session I was jumping around near the dining area shouting Om Namah Shivaya with my eyes closed While I was in this state totally lost suddenly something within me made me open my eyes and stop I then saw that had I taken one more step I would have put my food inside a bucket of hot burning paisam I looked at it for a moment and without further thought moved away closed my eyes and resumed jumping and chanting Om Namah Shivaya Om Namah Shivaya Those were some mad days 
on Mahashivratri of the year 2000, I was initiated into Brahmacharya. Within three days of our initiation, I was back on the teaching schedule. As teachers, we treated our schedule with the reverence one would treat God. Our whole life revolved around the schedule. When a class started, we would be involved with the participants, volunteers, and the people who hosted us in their homes. to such an extent that it would feel like our life would end after the program was over but when we went to a new place for the next program it felt like we were reborn around a new set of participants volunteers and hosts in their homes some of my fulfilling days were when i assisted teaching the 13 day isha yoga program one aspect of the teaching that helped me grow was receiving feedback there is a culture of giving feedback among geisha teachers the feedback is about where you slept and where you did well however mostly it was about where we had slept the negative feedback made me unhappy and rebellious because i strongly held within me that i cannot be wrong i would go to an extent to be perfect and not make any mistake yet in each class the main teacher always pointed out the things i had overlooked the carpet was not aligned the window screens were not closed one of the name tag was not well written and the list went on one time with the help of some volunteers as a co-teacher i was organizing the morning and afternoon classes in mylapur and the evening class in krompe which was around 25 kilometers away every evening after we finished the afternoon class the class venue was used for a music concert followed by a dinner party So each night after we finished the crumpet class we went back to Mysore venue to set the hall for the next morning session Every time we reached there we found the place was littered with plastic paper food and all kinds of things So we would clean the whole place tra- transforming the ambience to make it conducive for the yoga class By the time we retired it would be 2 am but we would be back at 5:15 This went on for 13 days. Almost every day the main teacher would come out and point out at least two or three mistakes in what I had done. Every day I diligently tried to do things hoping not to make any mistakes, but every single day I failed miserably. No matter how much I focused or took care. The closing session was on a Sunday. We had planned a new venue with a bigger hall for the 140 participants. from the three combined classes this hall was on the 8th floor and it had a large glass windows on friday it rained heavily until late so we couldn't set the hall that night the next day when we came back at 3 am and found that the whole hall was flooded with rain water and that had entered through the windows somehow hurly burly we cleared off the water set up the hall and opened the door at 5:35 am for the session at 6 When the main teacher came in at around 5:45 he saw that we had used a spare battery as the main power supply for the audio system we had done that because the power socket was a little far away and we had forgotten to bring the extension box the teacher scolded me for neglecting this now looking back i totally agree with him had the mic failed in the middle of the session the entire session would have been a fiasco but at that time i felt shattered within me as i was unable to bear his feedback 
we did not organize an extension box and the closing session went very well but by then i was crestfallen and wondered what is it that i am missing thankfully immediately after the class i was scheduled to join the brahmacharis meet this time we all went to mangalore beach with satguru one of the nights when we were sitting around campfire with satguru a time came to ask questions i raised my hand and meekly asked what is happiness satguru was amused hearing this but when he looked at my state he appeared thoughtful and asked me how can i define happiness if you have experienced it you would know it haven't you experienced happiness i said yes then he went on to ask are you not happy when you see a glorious sunrise i said yes are you not happy when you see a glorious sunset i said yes are you not happy when the birds are chirping i said yes then he asked can you not be happy if nothing happens i took a long pause and without thinking i found within myself saying yes after that session for many hours we were repeatedly creating joy for no reason playing on the beach i saw sadguru was watching us from a distance for a long time before he retired back to his tent this session in many ways miraculously transformed my approach to life i shifted from working to not to make a mistake to simply offering myself totally and doing what is needed this made me open to feedback and i could now see how the main teacher looked at the situation this left me free exuberant and grateful in 2003 the first mahasatsang was planned in chennai we saw this as a huge possibility to take sadguru to all the people of chennai this was the first time in the history of isha that we had decided to publicize the event in an organized way as i had been born and brought up in chennai and the city had been dear to me i yearned to be scheduled for the mahasatsang organizing activity it happened and i was asked to go to chennai about 3 weeks before the event while i was traveling from nowhere i fixed it within myself that i would put up 100 hoardings and flood the city with pictures of satguru at that time neither had we done anything like that in isha nor did i really understand what it took to do such things i was definitely in for a surprise i found that there are three costs to put up one hoarding one cost of printing the flags the hoarding rental cost and the cost to erect it the rates quoted for printing the flex banner and renting the hoarding were too high for our budget within a couple of days i learned that we could not even dream of putting up one proper hoarding with the donations that isha foundations had received at that time but after a lot of jugglery many meetings with sponsors and cutting the cost wherever possible we managed to put up 112 hoardings of satguru all across chennai Today putting up that number of hoardings in a city as large as Chennai may seem like a drop in the ocean but in 2003 we felt we had rocked the city with those billboards we erected 12 by 10 feet hoarding at the median strip across two lanes traffic on a super busy main road in Tnagar this was traffic all day road and the position of the hoarding was such that each person crossing that road couldn't miss seeing satguru's picture when we erected it it felt as if satguru was reaching out to people of chennai when i came back from the site on that day i was feeling so elated that i gate crashed a review meeting of the teachers raised my hands and declared
I raised my hands and declared, "My life's purpose is fulfilled." This campaign drew media attention too, and a reporter inquired of Sadhguru in a press meet later, "Which ad agency did you use for such elaborate campaign?" The photo that we had used on the billboards had Sadhguru looking at the sky, and it had become so popular that many people referred to Sadhguru only as Vanam Partha Guruji. the skyward facing guruji for many months in the years to come i was involved in the isha communication center which then included pr media and fundraising activities subsequently icc was split into three departments and i was given the opportunity to lead our fundraising we not only raised funds for isha's projects and events we also had the fortune of facilitating people to become Ishanga 7% partners and organizing people to take devi yantras to their homes devi yantras not only benefit the people who have the yantra in their homes but also contribute to sadguru's vision of consecrating the whole world some of the biggest challenges of fundraising were when sadguru would announce surprise mega projects like rally for rivers in this case we had less than 60 days to find the sponsors Initially a separate RFR fundraising team was formed but the task eventually came back to our team this meant even shorter time for the first time we created separate fundraising teams in each isha center and empowered local volunteers to take up fundraising in a big way this project was as thrilling as one day cricket match where we were racing against time however we knew all along that his grace would bring all the things into places as it always happens we just needed to totally give ourselves and simply do whatever was needed the whole of isha came together for rally for rivers and made 140 plus events happen gloriously we also raised all the funds that were needed for the rally and these events from the day one of coming to isha i have heard sadguru telling us in so many ways that one can experience this life beyond mind and body Only recently when I was in silence for 3 months it just struck me so hard and I realized there is another way to be rather than living as thunked person or as a person shackled by the physical a few more days into silence period I had an experience I do not know anything I clearly saw that I really do not know anything what I have gathered in my mind is too meager to be anything This has left me in a state where I am able to bow down to everything and feel a sense of freedom and gratitude within me. Here I write a few lines that came to me during those moments. I look up at the mighty Velengiri. I bow down to all the mountains and plateaus. I feel the rays of the ever jubilant sun. I bow down to all life graced by it i am intoxicated by the fragrance of nagalinga flowers i bow down to all the plant life i hear the chirping of unknown variety of birds i bow down to the whole of animal kingdom tasting the honey the bee brings i bow down to all the insects oh fellow human life i bow down to each one of you bowing down or simply being unbinds me from the shackles of the physical
fills me with this bliss and gratitude ready to embrace life here and now is this you shambho shambho